starts with honor. Sometimes we think we come to worship God, but you can't worship without honor. So God looks at honor, honoring God, honor God. And when we honor God, He comes. So learn to honor Him. And I believe we're going to have a powerful move this weekend. Amen? Amen. Due to honor, I want to honor our apostle of this house, Apostle Amen. Howard Hatcher. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Come on, come on, stand to your feet. Come on, come on. And I want to honor Pastor Cindy. Come on, give her a hand. You know, and, and we've been learning this, that you can't grow higher than what you submitted under. Amen. And the first time I always got to, uh, excuse me, Pilot, the first time I met him, <laughs> you know, he used to check me on some stuff. And I was like, man, who is this man talking to? <laughs> you know, sometimes God got to deal with your pride. Yeah. Because the things that you've learned, you think you got it. Yeah. But you, it's never been tested. And so he taught me how to really submit and learn. How to have an ear to hear. And how to see what God is trying to say. So I really want you to prepare your hearts to receive tonight. And this weekend, don't miss if you can't, you, you don't have to. Amen. Amen. I love you. I'm excited. Come on and welcome Apostle Howard Hatcher. You know, it's my, um, I mean, became hungry. Hungry. All right. Some folks don't know what a hungry is. Until you ever been hungry, you don't know what hungry is. Um, my, my beautiful wife, 21, 22 years, where are we at, 21? 21 years, we've been married. We 19-year-old, 18-year-old. Lord Jesus, we are going through uh, something with them. Because you, I'm learning that um, you can't tell them what to do at 19 and 18. You can suggest. You can advise. But at the end of the day, you have to leave them with their decision. I'm from old school. You're going to do what I say, or there will be a reason you change shades. And, and I've learned that that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And so my wife has been helping me over the years with this adjustment. I help her, too, because she's Claire Huxtable. Uh, she got some Claire Huxtable in her, okay? I've seen this many times. What if you ever? I'm like, baby, let's talk. And I, I will say this. We've got two of the most darling, beautiful, magnificent, wonderful, blessed girls. I mean, we are really fortunate and we're really blessed. But I want to honor Pastor Cindy. Amen. And if you walk up to her, just say Cindy. She likes Cindy. You can say Cindy. You don't have to say Pastor Cindy. She's not going to fall out on the floor and start convulsing because someone didn't call her pastor. She's Cindy. Uh, and if you feel more comfortable calling her Pastor Cindy, call her Pastor Cindy. Just don't call her late for dinner. Just, <laughs> um, so since you came hungry, I came hungry too. 
let me tell you what I sense, okay? Um, some of us walk into a building, right? How many of you walk into a building tonight? Some of us walk into a realm. <coughs> walk into a realm. David was able to create a realm just by playing on a harp. We, when the praise and worship was going on, a realm opened up. A dimension opened up. And God now is accelerating the speed at which we experience realms, dimensions, and spheres. Uh, someone say realms. Dimensions, dimensions, spheres. spheres. God is accelerating the rate at which we experience it. And, and quite frankly, let me give you some reality, reality check. The church is behind in its ability to navigate through dimensions and realms and spheres without becoming entangled in a revelatory heresy. Right? Now, and so some of you would say, well, you know what? Uh, I hope you don't mind. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to go out in that place that, that God has called me to be in. Because in this hour, I feel like that's one of the things that he's saying to me is, I've called you to be out in a place, and I'm going to, I'm going to cause the body to have a desire to catch up with where I'm taking you. And, and the, see, the truth of the matter is, apostles, prophets, uh, elders, apostles, prophets, elders, teachers, pastors, and evangelists, I'm going to put them over just to the side for a second. But apostles, pastors, teachers, and prophets are supposed to catch up first. They're supposed to be out there first. Right. Can you hear me? They're supposed yes. to make it where they're going. They're supposed to make it to that place before you get there. Right. And, and I, I like what uh, Pastor Joshua was saying earlier. He said, you know, God is wanting to give and activate the more right now. The more right now. God is in the more. You're in the season yes, sir. of the more. Yes, sir. But the more is conditional. Someone say it's conditional. Come on. Upon me demonstrating before God that I can navigate doctrine and I can navigate the realms and navigate the dimensions sufficiently. Right? right? So... Um, some of you say, well, can I, can I, yeah, you can, you know, you can take your recorder out or whatever your phone does, and, and, and I'm going to say some things, and I want you to be able to go back and get it, and Pastor Joshua might make duplicates copy, I don't know how y'all do that, but, but you're going to want to get some things, because I'm, uh, if you want, if you're hungry enough, you go get it, and you'll hit repeat. Amen. Amen. When I was hungry enough, there are certain leaders that I listened to, and I went, and if you know it already, you don't hit repeat. Because they're saying what you know. Most of what's being articulated, it rings with what we know. But what we know currently in the majority of the body of Christ has brought us to the place where we have allowed revelational heresy, someone say heresy, heresy, to inundate the body. And it's substituting the doctrine of Christ. It's substituting the doctrine of Christ. And in order, uh, revelational heresy, it means you get a revelation, and it's more hearsay than actually doctrine. Right. It's not sufficiently based in scripture. Right. Revelational heresy. And so we have stalwarts of the faith. I've got a book at home on my shelf uh, uh, where the writer of the book, um, Eternity in Their Hearts, 
sold millions of copies, has actually now flipped on his doctrine. We have singers, guess what they're doing? They won the, the dove the, and, and the, the awards and the Christian, and they're flipping on their doctrine. We've got pastors flipping on their doctrine because they didn't navigate the realms correctly. So we want more. Bring me down just to here. That'll leave me a room to go up. We want more, but we don't want to learn how to navigate the realms. And if you're going to, let, 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 let me back up. The application, do uh, you mind if I just go on out there where I'm, I want to just yes, go? I feel yes, like God is actually letting me know right now, I want you to go ahead. I'm giving you license going out there. Whoever really wants to go get it, you can go get it. Amen. You can go hit repeat, and you can look up the word revelation, and you can look up the word doctrine. You can look up the word revelation, and you can look up the word heresy. You can look up the word justification, and you can look up the word revelation. Revelational justification has led to revelational heresy. Yeah. And that's where men take their revelation and put it above the principles of the word in dividing the word. So they're not dividing the word according to the word. Can you hear me? Not dividing the word according to the word. Now I want to show you something. I want to really want to, I'm going to, I'm going to go just follow the Holy Ghost on out into the place where he's called me to go. We are at a standpoint now in the body of Christ where the church is embracing the doctrines of the world and replacing the doctrines of the world in the church. The doctrines of the word are being replaced with the doctrines of the world. And, and God is speaking, trying to speak to the body and saying, this ought not be, this is not what I called you to do. And, and, and let, me, let me go on just a little bit further. He says to Apostle John, he says, come up here. Yeah. I need, how many people do you know God is saying, come up here? I want to show you something. Wow. The prophets in the word of God were brought up here. Apostle John in the book of Revelations, how many of you have read where God says, come up here? I want to show you something. He was pulled into a dimension. He was pulled into another level. If you want to be pulled into another level, you have to be willing to allow God to teach you the principles that govern that level. Yes, sir. I've been to the White House. There are certain areas in the White House they won't let you into unless you submit to the principles that govern that area of the White House. And, and, and there were people that were going in beside me into the White House, and they would hold them up right there until they met the conditions. And they will take your stuff and not give it back to you. They have a trash can right there. And they say, We're not pick you're not picking it up on your way out. It's going in the trash. It is lost forever. You, and we're not going to pick it up. It could have ricin on it. It could have an anthrax on it. It could have a biological agent on it. What you just put through the conveyor going into the White House, pick it up, put it in the trash. Or you can't go in. Well, can I get it when I go? No. And today, we're not allowing you to take it back to your hotel, and then you come back in 30 minutes. Your visit is terminated. Mm -hmm. Then we went inside, and there were some men. This is uh, last year. We went inside, and there are men with guns in it, guns that have more bullets than I got holes in both my shoes together. <laughs> and they are in full riot gear, standing behind this glass, 
And if we move wrong, they are going to come from behind that glass and teach a new lesson <laughs> that I don't want to learn at that level. I, I don't want to learn it. I don't want to be face down, splat like spread eagle in front of. No, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I, I want, I'm going to. Listen. And they said, don't pull out your phone in just a minute. You can't take any pictures. So any pictures you want to take, take them right now. Oh, we jumped out. We, we all set. <laughs> we got the big eagle behind us, and we, yes. you know, me, uh -huh. me, some other pastors, and some presidents of companies that were multi-million dollar companies. We all. But then they said, put your phones away. And they gave us the rules. They said, in this room, number one, you can't type what you hear in this room. You cannot put it on social media. I got a lightning quick mind. Well, how do you know if I put it on Facebook? How do you know if I make an Insta post? How do you know if I'm going to Snapchat and it's going to erase in 30 seconds? Oh, no, they said, you cannot repeat what you hear in this room. I'm like, on social media, on any level, and you cannot record nor take pictures. Can you imagine if I'm sitting beside somebody and they pull out their phone? I'm like... They, they don't have to get you. I'm going to get you. They're going to think I'm with you, and they're going to get both of us. You know, you put, you know, don't make me give you the look. I, I, I got a look, too. I'll give you, you better, I'll, I'll hit you so hard, I'll break a rib. I'll, I'll. Because at certain levels, the penalties for violation are greater than certain other levels. And God has designed each of us to go into those realms where the movement is higher. The movement is faster, yeah. and the, the, the impact is more prominent. Can you hear me? Now, how many of you really feel like God has called you to dominate in realms? Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. I thought you said Jesus was in you. Tell me, a, name for me one place Jesus went into where he was dominated over. Come on, sir. Why were they always trying to throw Jesus off a cliff? Why, why are they trying to, why are they trying to uh, 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 figure out ways to trap Jesus? Because he walked into a realm and pulled that dimension into this dimension. Yeah. He did it without apology, and he let it be known, I'm here to dominate yes, sir. in this realm. Now, how many of you really feel like you're called to dominate? Come on, somebody. Yes. Come on, let me, let, let, let's, can we bear that out? Can we just bear that out just for a minute? Let's bear that out. Jesus said, behold, I give you power over I see y'all acting like y'all ain't read your Bible. I'm gonna say it again. I just want to see who can repeat what I mean. The Bible says, Jesus said, Behold, I give you power over oh. y'all don't have that good God. Oh love it. How much do you got power over? Oh love it. How much did it give you power over? Oh, oh. now I just want you to whisper to yourself. Don't say it out loud. So you got all of it. He told the disciples, oh, I'll give you power over all. And I want you now, don't say it out loud. Don't cheat. <laughs> if you know the rest of that scripture, raise your hand. I don't see no hand. I'm looking for one. Uh, did you say all things? You're going to be on the network call. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Joshua. Behold, I give you power over all. It's in Luke 9 and 10, over all the power of the enemy. 
And I got you on the spot, too. Watch this, though. Behold, I give you power over what? All the power of the enemy. So can you imagine walking into a realm, walking into a dimension, walking into a building, walking into a setting, and you know you have power over all of it? All of the power of the enemy. And the enemy has been using systems. But when he realizes that you understand the system he's using. Right. Come on. I'm not scared of the man who can beat me physically. Right. I'm not not really afraid. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm concerned about the man who understands the systems that govern my life. Right. That's the one. See, the devil is not as much afraid of you talking about what you can do and yeah. what you know. He's concerned. Do you understand the systems yeah. that you are addressing? Do you understand the systems that move one dimension in domination over another realm? That's what makes you dangerous. Right. Jesus was dangerous because he was able to get in contact with the Father... And he said, I know you always hear me. Whatever I ask, you will do. Did Jesus say, whatever you ask the Father, he'll do it for you? Come on, is that a promise he gave you? He gave you the same promise that he gave his son Jesus. I know you always hear me and what I ask. So Jesus is out there in a realm where he says, look, you don't have power over me. Yeah. You'd have no power over me unless it's given to you of my father. And no one takes my life. I have to lay it down. So there's a point in your exercise of authority where you have to understand the level you're dealing with. You have to understand the realm you're dealing with. You have to understand the dimension that you've opened up. Sometimes people open up dimensions on accident. Sometimes you walk into a dimension that someone else opened up. True. That's good. That's true. Oh, you. Sometimes you walk into a dimension that someone else opened up. And you're witnessing and experiencing something you didn't create it and you didn't cause it. Apostle Paul is walking. No, Peter. What does the Bible say about uh, Peter and, and people with... with, with with, uh, with dead bodies. Mm-hmm. They're just hoping the shadow of the apostles would fall on dead bodies. Yeah. They're hoping Apostle Paul would pray over a handkerchief and release a dimension into it and they take the handkerchief to sick folk. And sick people would get healed because dimensions and the power of a dimension can be imparted. Right. Apostle Paul walked dimensionally knowing, oh, if I just pray over it, I can impart a dimension. A level of authority will show up with no words, just present what. How many of you walked in here today thinking, boy, God is giving me power to impart a dimension even to a handkerchief? Who walks through the week thinking like that? Come on, raise your hand if you go, you know, I don't think that on the red. Come on, raise your hand and tell the truth. I don't think that. But is that what he's done? Is that what he's given us? The moment you, you touch that realm, the devil will make you forget that realm. He wants you to forget that you tapped into a world. Lest you become adequately and sufficiently informed and activated in that realm. Right. That's what makes you dangerous. 
But if you're not as dangerous if you're not adequately informed about that realm. So the devil is hitting the body right now with what they know. Not sufficiently activating them to their level of their calling. How many of you know your level is in Christ Jesus? Where's Christ seated? A heavenly place. Is that a realm? Is that a dimension? Is that a sphere? Are you seated there? You're seated in another realm. You're seated in another dimension. You're seated at the highest level that could ever be seated for a human being. In Christ, who's at the right hand of the Father. Outside of Jesus' exaltation at the right hand of the Father with the name above every name, you are seated in Christ before the Father as a king and a priest. So you, by virtue of who you are in Jesus, are multidimensionally seated right now. And I'm not talking about them pretty chairs the, the, the church got for you to sit in. How many of you walked in here, you, you can say, I'm multidimensionally seated. Come on, somebody. You're seated in a level right where you are. You're seated in a dimension right where you are. You're seated in a level and a dimension and a sphere of authority right where you sit. But what good is it if you don't activate it? What good is if you spend all day and you never tapped into it one time? Your rulership laid dormant. The operational authority of the kingdom that was bled and died to get to you lays dormant. So I got to ask you, did Christ die in vain? Or are you the one that he told the world was on the way? You know, and that's real talk. Because sometimes you reach into a dimension and you touch something and something comes out of that dimension and says something to you. How many of you remember the seven sons of Sceva? They ran up and said, you know, in the name of Jesus. Now these, these guys are the son of a priest. All right, they're the sons of a priest. And they've been watching their daddies exercise devils. And they, they came across this demon-possessed man, and they said, in the name of Jesus, that Paul talks about. <laughs> Paul is operating in dimensional authority, levels of authority, spheres of authority. And they're going to try to pull Paul's dimension of anointing through their life over demons in another realm. Through someone else's physical body. In the name of Jesus, who's in another dimension, and another realm, and another level of authority. In the name of Jesus that Paul talked about. Oh, you can't say in the name of Jesus that I know. In the name of Jesus that I talk about. In the name of Jesus that Paul and the demons. You done reached and woke something up. And the demon said, well, wait a minute. Jesus' authority we know. <laughs> when Jesus speaks from that realm, demons tremble. Have you come to torment us before the time? Paul we know. That little girl with the demon possessing the, the sorcery, Paul said, after being tormented many days, Paul got tired of it and said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And she was set free. Lost her ability to do witchcraft. So the demons know Paul. They recognize and respect his dimensional sphere and exercise of authority when he walks in. 
And they're like, we know Jesus and we got respect for his fear. <laughs> we know Paul when he uses that name. Right. A realm, a dimension, a sphere shows up when Paul uses that name. Yeah. But the Bible says the demon said, he said, who are you? Right. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So like, who are you? <laughs> you try to tell somebody what to do. Right. Who, who are you again? <laughs> Can you imagine a demon so? Who, who are you? <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know Jesus and we know Paul, but come and get, what's your name again? Right, right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God will so activate you that when you get to certain realms and certain places, the adversary will let it be known that we know who you are. He'll let it be known we know who you are. And that's why I need to tell you that sometimes God will hide you. God anointed David king and then hid him seven years. That's good. You ought to hear me. Saul went on. They believe it it was about a 20 to 21 year period of time that King Saul went on. Even after, he's king for 21 years. He's been rejected for almost 21 years. But yet God let him still be in power even though the anointing was gone. One prophet said, uh, God is the only one who will let you keep working (laughs) even after you've been fired. King Saul was fired a long time ago, yet he's still king. He's looking, he's looking like a king, but he lost his ability to operate in that realm. And God is restoring, and God is activating, and he's calling those who have been called to the Lord. He's calling you to the forefront. He's saying, now is the time. Come on up here. I need you in this realm. I need you to see from this place. I need you to hear from this place. Ground level hearing is never going to produce heaven level sight and activation. Can you hear me? But I I, I need to get back to uh, Paul. So what came out of another realm? They say, Jesus we know, Paul we know. So in other words, they didn't have the authority to wake up the realm that they disturbed. You have to know your sphere. You have to know your realm. You have to know your, you know, your level. Every now and then, uh, you know, you if anybody raised kids, you know that sometimes your kids they 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 tell you, uh, well, I mean, not when they're eighteen, when they're younger, and they'll attempt to tell you what they'll eat and what they won't eat. I'm not going to school today. How old are you? Oh, you're twelve. Oh, you forgot what level you are in this house. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. You, can, you don't pay no bills. <laughs> and last time I looked, your name ain't on nothing. Except for a birth certificate. <laughs> and the fact that that birth certificate was given to me and not you says that I'm a level above you. So sometimes... You have to be aware of the level you're currently at. Amen. That's good. That's good. So you don't reach and touch something that's a different level. So principally, the Bible says, prophesy according to your measure. Operate in faith. Every man is given a measure of faith. Operate according to your measure. 
Find out what you're measuring. So in, I'm, I'm just introducing what are we going to talk about this weekend. I'm just introducing it. You notice I haven't looked much at my notes. We just talking. Because when, 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 when Pastor Joshua said, the more, everybody said, hallelujah, praise God, more. <laughs> Woo, baby. He could have said level up. What do you mean level up? Y'all would have said, yeah, praise God, level up, baby. <laughs> what that mean? Yeah, that's right. It means that there are higher principles and additional principles right. that you have to be aware of at that level, yeah. at that next level. Yeah. It's blowing my daughter's mind. Now, I'm talking about my daughters because that's been the subject of our conversation lately at 19 and 18. They are now meeting the realm of responsibility yeah. that's actually theirs. You know who's been handling it for 18, 19 years? So my, our daughter is driving a 30-something thousand dollar car for two years. All her friends think she's got it going on. You want to ride? And she's running all from our city over to their city. It ain't but, you know, 15 minutes. <laughs> out into the country, out everywhere. And we told her, we said, um, you got to make car payments on that car now. It's yours. We're going to give you a $12,000 benefit. We're going to eat $12,000. We'll keep paying it because that's what we did for your sister. Got her a car, a new car, twelve grand. Got her a new car. And so you can either take a $12,000 car gift or you can pay $300 a month on that car you've been rolling in for two years because you're 18 now. I'm going to keep this car. But now every week she has to send that money to my bank account. Yep. That's good. Learn responsibility. Mm -hmm. We gave you $12,000 for it, and we offered you a car that you don't have no payments on. Right. Right? With 50,000 mile, a 50,000 mile bumper to bumper coverage on every part of the car. But you want to style and profile. Yeah. You're not thinking about yeah. having money in your bank account. And you can save over $1,000 a month the way we suggest that you do it. And we'll cover everything else. But you want to roll. <laughs> so now, every week, I hope she don't never listen to this. <laughs> every week, though, that new level of responsibility. Oh, oh! <laughs> and when you're 18, they don't pay you a lot of money anyway. Right. You know how many hours you got to work? Three hundred dollars, and then you got to take 175 off the top and give it to oh. daddy. Right. I feel like Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> pay me, baby. <laughs> now I really was trying to. I wanted to like. Gifted to them, but my wife was like, No, they ain't gonna learn nothing if we keep giving it to them. You're gonna be able to enable them. You can't enable, don't enable them. You will make them emotionally and psychologically crippled if you keep doing it for them. And I was like, All right, you're right, baby. But I ain't gonna lie, I like it when Cash App goes ding. Every Friday when she get paid, Cash App goes ding. I'm like, Shoot, girl, we should have been doing this a long time ago. I like getting paid every week. Credit cards and everything. She's gonna pay her phone now. So what else can we get her to pay? 
We we now we thinking what else are we paying that she can pay? Oh, she about to pay for her own gym membership too. Yeah. I'm paying for that gym membership. You about to pay. Homie don't play, pay. <laughs> but that new level of responsibility. Yeah. See, people want the freedom. Yeah. But they don't want the responsibility. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's it. People want the liberty, mm-hmm. but they don't want the responsibility. Yeah. They don't want everything else that goes with that realm. Right. Mm. And guess what? She's called to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. And then get this too. Get this too. That new level of responsibility, and we make sure that she understands us in love. And we say, baby, look, stay here as long as you can. We're going to pay all your bills, except for a couple, except for the car payment, because you want that car. You're going to pay for that car. But we'll pay everything else your food, we'll even put you on our insurance. Instead of $390 a month, it'll be $160, about $160 or so a month. She said, no, I want this car, and I want my own place. We're like, okay, you can, you can have it. <laughs> you just can't have it here. <laughs> and we are for you. Any decision you make, we're behind you, right? So here's the deal. That level of freedom and liberty comes with a level of responsibility. And either she has the response ability to respond at that level where she doesn't. We gonna know, because the first time she missed her payment, she's gonna have to explain it. And it's better for her to explain it to me now, yeah. us now, yeah. than explain it to your mortgage or your landowner or something else, because you didn't accept the responsibility that went with your calling to adulthood. Good. If you wanna be mature in the spirit, you've gotta accept the responsibility that goes with that realm of movement. So this weekend, there'll be no excuse for not going on to that place and, and, that you're called to. Now, I want to, I got to set this record straight. I got, I got to let you know, there's some fun aspects of operating in that realm. It ain't all, you know, I, I live, okay, Pastor Joshua, I lived a horrible Christian existence for so long. It was just miserable. It was. I was, I was just a miserable Christian. I, I only just now got a revelation. Amen. The disciples stepped out in that realm, and they came back to Jesus going, hey, <laughs> demons are subject to us. And they were doing high fives. They were, they were like, yeah, baby, we got power over all the power of the enemy. And Jesus like, God, y'all ain't even got it. Don't be happy because you got power over all of it and over your enemies. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Yes. They were rejoicing over the wrong thing. Yeah. But ain't it good to know you got power over it? <laughs> yeah. Every now and then you want I can get you if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes so what's the point? This weekend I'm going to attempt, because I believe God has let me know something, that there will be the opportunity. Uh, Activation to go into these realms further than you've ever gone before. How many of you would like to go further than you've ever gone before? Right? And then once you get that realm, let it be said that you didn't visit. That they actually let you stay. (laughs) 
We've been visiting realms yeah. that we were actually called to dominate, and that's where you live. Can you hear me? That's where you live. But if you don't understand the principles that govern the White House, that's going to be a short visit. Like, they ain't gonna even let you through the door. They're like, you just pull thing. No, you ain't even got the right ID. Get, get, quit. Go get some United States ID. You showing up here with something with another country's name on. Quit, quit. I, now let me tell you something else. I went to another country about 13. I don't know. It was a long time ago. 13 years ago, I guess. And when I got there, the Secret Service for that country met me at the airport. I'm in this line with all these people. And the Secret Service came over and looked at me and said, I went on around the scanner, went around the conveyor belt. They didn't check none of my stuff. And I felt like I was 10 feet tall. I felt like I was 10 feet tall and bazooka proof. <laughs> I'm Mr. Hatcher. I am Dr. Reverend Apostle Hatcher. Mr. to you. It felt good. Hey, listen, I didn't have to flip my ID. They had been shown a picture of who I was before I got there. God has already let the devil be on notice that you're on the way, and he didn't stop the trouble from coming. God let the devil know Moses is on the way. There's a deliverer that's going to be born. He's going to set my people free. And I mean, listen, if I was baby Moses, I'm like, why are you telling the devil I'm coming? <laughs> let me be a baby with no problem. My mama is tripping out, hiding me in an alligator-filled Nile. Because God told the devil, I got somebody coming. Jesus. God even let the devil know Jesus is coming. His parents are like, oh my goodness, they're going to kill all the first. The firstborn, the males that are two years old. His parents have to take him and hide him in Egypt. Why? Because God will let the devil know you're coming. God let the devil know that David was coming. Samuel, who walks in multiple dimensions at the same time, shows up. Did he anoint David? All right, let me, let me give you a look. David was anointed three times. He was anointed by Samuel the prophet. He was anointed by his brethren that came out of the cities, and then they anointed him king. Can you hear me? David went through three anointings. And after his anointings, he still went through consecutive multiple years of hell, of torment, of running, until the day God said, your days of running are over. I've appointed you now to step into your realm of rulership. And it doesn't matter, let me, let me make it plain here. It doesn't matter what you bind and what you loose, you can't kill Saul. You can't stop nothing that's chasing you. You have limited, what, okay. I'm a little further out here than I'm trying to be. Get this. Is David running from Saul, King Saul, for many years? Is he hiding in caves? Is he broke, busted, and disgusted in caves? None of his friends, 300, are the baddest dudes in the land. Can't none of them help him. Every time Saul show up with his army, these guys run. I thought you had authority. I thought you was anointed by the prophet. 
I thought you was a prophesied that you're going to do all this stuff. That's David, why are you running? Because it ain't my time yet. But there's going to come a day when God's going to deal with my enemies. He's going to say, now it's time for your rule. Now it's time for your activation. Now it's time for you to take advantage of the character that was built in the wilderness. I was producing something far more valuable in isolation than you could ever get in public admiration. And that's where God's values are. David, I know you're running. If you go read David's Psalms, some of you are in a place right now where God has not allowed you to overcome your enemy because he said, until you learn to overcome yourself, I'm not allowing you to overcome your enemy. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Watch this. For your rod and your staff, how do you know what his rod and staff will do unless you stay close to it? See, you have to, David learned to walk with Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Yeah. The Psalms that we read that David wrote, they were born on the back of frustration, yeah. born on the back of pressing into God, not running from God. He pressed into God yeah. in tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. That was the trial. That's good. Yeah. Amen. And if you don't understand why the trial is allowed by God, you won't press in, you'll That's flake out. Right. Come on, yeah. sir. God said, there's a place in me where I keep your mind together. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. That was the test. And David passed the test, so he qualified to walk in the realm of rule. You want to be promoted out of that place of discomfort. Yeah, there you go. But it was always about how you could, God, give me the grace to hold on you just a little bit longer. Give me the grace. I ain't got to hold on for a week. I just got to hold on for today. What do you want me to see? What are you trying to show me? God, see, there's a point where God said, now it's time for you to walk out. That realm that's been dominating you, I'm, t- I'm activating you now to dominate that realm. Yeah. Come on, somebody. See, that, that, Peter didn't learn to dominate that realm. He couldn't even preach on the day of Pentecost. You know, you know he, was, he, preached on, he, he preached on the day of Pentecost, but before that, he wasn't as effective. He wasn't as effective before the day of Pentecost. But on the day of Pentecost, all of a sudden, scaredy cat Peter, 40 days earlier, he's hiding from a, a little girl, 120 pounds soaking wet. He's high. He's run, well, 199 pounds soaking wet. He's running, hiding. Y'all afraid for his ah! But all of a sudden, he conquered himself. Yeah, he conquered himself. He said, you know what? No, it's, it's, it, there's a difference in me now that I'm with Holy Spirit. There's a difference in me now that I'm submitted to Holy Spirit. See, when he met oppression from that little girl who said you was with Jesus, Peter said what he wanted to say in response. On the day of Pentecost, it didn't matter how many soldiers were out there. He's in the same city, but it's a different man. Now he's like, God, I'll say whatever you tell me to say, and I don't care who it's in front of. Learning to stay cleave with Holy Spirit no matter what. See, because he is that dimension. In him, we live. In him, 
we move. In him, we have a being. And God said what you went through was to teach you. Did you learn to have your being in the yeah. spirit no matter what? Yeah. That was the test. Because God knows that until you learn how to go through in him, you won't survive in the place you're called to. So true. Every issue and every defeat, let me finish, every issue, every issue and every defeat of every man of God that was called to certain realms, if it was a defeat, it's because they stepped out of a realm. It's good. And it was a realm of being. And I'm not talking about persecution. Because you go through persecution does not mean that God, that you're being defeated. It means you're being tried in the fire yes. and you'll come out like pure gold. That's right. That's good. The Bible says it's the trial of your faith. It's much more precious than pure gold. Mm -hmm. And you're being tried in the fire. Mm -hmm. But when you come out, do you look more like Jesus or do you look more like the same you that went into it? Can he see more of his reflection? Does he hear more of his words? Come on, somebody. Listen, can I, can I really break it down right now? This whole thing, this whole training is about learning to stay in lockstep with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's about learning to stay in lockstep with the Spirit of God. God, do you want this moment? Does he say, no, I don't want it. Go ahead, be free. Do what you want to do. Okay, let's watch a movie, babe. It's so good. It's so good. But there are times he said, no, I want this conversation. I want this moment. It's so good. Can you hear me? So the main entry here, let me, let me go, let me, let me just run on down through here, because this is just an introduction. <laughs> Y'all still like me? Man. Am I still on your good list? Donnie, scratch me off your Christmas list. 9404 East 91st Street North. <laughs> I told my wife on the way down here, I like gifts. So we're gonna, we, we're, this is going to be our most giftless Christmas, because consumerism is slavery. <laughs> So we try not to get caught up Amen. In, in, you know, all that stuff. And, and, and nothing's, I, I, I'm sorry, I just got to put this in here. Nothing is more disconcerting than you, you spent two hours in one store looking for something for, for somebody you love. They look at it for 15 seconds <laughs> and hold it up. And you can tell off the bat they don't even like the colors. <laughs> and, and they don't even care that it took you two, it took you five minutes just to wrap it. Oh, this is so nice. It's what I always wanted. And then they grab the next gift. Ooh. They look at what a tag on it to see how much you spent. And see if it's a receipt so they can take it back after you're gone. So we decided this year yeah. that we're going to give different gifts for the holidays. Our 18-year-old, we're going to get her a tire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all laughing. Y'all think we're playing. How many of you think that's a good idea to cut your hair? She getting ready to pay 400 they, they quoted tires to her, and she almost passed out two days ago. I said, Did they, two days ago, they quote the tires to you, and she's like, Daddy, <laughs> the cheapest ones they had to fit this car was 480 Daddy, and mom says, baby, 
uh, we can get you gifts for Christmas or we can get you a tire. She said, give me the tire. <laughs> wisdom has, wisdom has struck. We, we could have sworn we're looking at a different girl. You, you've been locked up with Jesus. A bolt of wisdom has imprinted itself on your brain. We like we asked the other, would you rather have an oil change or would you rather have some ear? Give me an oil change. <laughs> so we give an oil changes for Christmas. That's good. And tires. Hallelujah. Glory. I didn't feel the anointing when I said that. Here's the point. Learning responsibility for a level of life that you're now at. And God is opening up the levels and he's opening up the opportunity to not only has he granted you access, but he's saying now it's time for you to accept the responsibility that goes with this place. Mm. And this weekend, I, I believe, coming down here, that going to be, there is a special grace for you to be not only activated in that place, but to operate sufficiently in that place. Apostle Paul said, I long to see you, brethren, that I might impart to you some spiritual gift. What kind of gift was, was it? Spiritual gift. Right. It came out of another realm. I long to see you, brethren, that I might impart to you some spiritual gift. So transitioning you into levels. And this, this word level uh, is Middle English plumb line from Anglo-French live from the vulgar, vulgar, uh, vulgar Latin libellum. Libella, weight, balance. This word, level, a line or a plane. So you can measure where you're at by the line or the plane. I want you to think about where you're at right now. In activation of the realm of the spirit. I want you to think about how often the spirit realm shows up to you. I want you to think about how often God invades your world, not only with his presence, but with his voice. How many of you would like for that to double or triple by this time? Well, I'm talking about over the next couple of months. An invasion of God. I call it the God particle, the Holy Ghost. An invasion of the God particle in your life. But if my level of hearing, where I know it's God speaking, has not transitioned, it means that I may be stuck at a level in some place. It's good. If the functional activation of the Holy Spirit is not transitioning with me, I may be stuck at a level. If God is not introducing me to new gateways right. and new operations, I may be stuck at a level. That's good can, I, can, I, can I bear that out and prove that to you right now? According to the word of God, we are to go from faith to? Faith. And? Glory. So the glory should be increasing, not decreasing. Right. All of us hit a place where we level out in the plane of glory. And God says, you just haven't met the qualifications to go to that next level of glory. I came here to say that God is ready to bring you to the next level of glory, the next level of operation, the next level of activation. I'll tell you what's going on with me. God is already activating, he's already operating, and he's already speaking to me about what he's doing now and what he's getting ready to do. And he said, I'm doing this. You're not doing you. Humanism come on, sir. has its roots in idolatry. Yep. Yes. Yep. Come on. Yes. And it's self-idolatry. Yes. Really, what can you do? Yes. 
Talk about it. You can't even wake yourself up in the morning. What? 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 Wait a minute. What can you do again? You can't. You can't even. You can't get out of bed without help from God. If God didn't allow you breath, if God holds His breath, everything would die. That's assuming He breathes. <laughs> well, we know he breathes because he yeah. breathed on Adam and Eve into their nostrils, the breath of life that came alive. And that's because he chooses to breathe. He's a spirit. He, he's not like us. All right, watch this. So when we talk about a measurement or a level, position and scale or rank, achievement, significance, or value, God is saying that you're ready, he's ready to take you to your next level of operational faith. That's good. Mm. Hallelujah. But because you did not understand the significance of your last operational level of faith, your response, right. your response to your last operational level of faith, your response said you didn't understand what he allowed. Come on, Apostle. Mm. That's good. Come on. That's good. David, who was promoted, he said, there's a lion, and he responded sufficiently. There's a bear, another level, louder, stronger, bigger, more ferocious. And David responded, those levels of testing were to get him ready for a man who's the head of a system. A system of war. That man is like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a man of you. I'm a man of war from my youth. I'm a man. I was bred on war. Right. David now is fake. He says, wait a minute. King Saul, let me go fight you. I've got an operational level of accomplishment at the lion level. Yeah. Pass that test. So God allowed another level of adversity. Yes. Pass that test. So now God is allowing another level of adversity. One man paralyzed the whole army. Who do you know that can walk out and with, with one sentence paralyze a whole army? <coughs> King Saul is a head and shoulders above every... If King Saul was standing beside me, he'd be this much taller than me, a head and shoulders above me. He is the most powerful warrior that exists in the Israeli army, and everyone is paralyzed. David, a little bitty boy, walked out. I've been proven at the lion level of adversity. I've been proven at the bear level of adversity. Don't get it bitter, twisted, baby. I was made for war. I was made for war. I was made for this. When you lose sight of the fact of what you were made for, then that means you have become a dull sword. That's good. My God, my God. That's good. David had come to the revelation, I was born for adversity. So while others are running away from the fight, David has said, let me loose. Destiny is telling me that where others back up, I'm made to go forward. Where others crack and cave at the voice of the enemy. The enemy ain't hit nobody yet. Goliath ain't knocked nobody out in front of you. Goliath ain't killed nobody out in front of you. 
Satan took a whole army out with words. Come on. There are those of you in here that the devil is trying to take you out with words. David said, I got a weapon you don't know anything about. All Israel will know that God does not deliver with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but by the word of the Lord. Pick up your weapon of the word and enter into that realm based on what God said about you. David started winning the war with the weapon of the word of the Lord. He's like, you don't understand who you're messing with. I got a prophecy over my life. I can't die at the hands of Goliath. I got a prophecy over my life. And Paul told Timothy, warfare with the words of prophecy over your life. When the devil hits you, you better reach and grab a prophecy. And through tears say, I will live and not die to declare the glory of the Lord. And what is declared by my mouth and my hands shall surely stand. For no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Yes, sir. I didn't say it wouldn't affect you. I didn't say you wouldn't have to build up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you'll go through battle and you'll go through war. You need to get on the reel with me. You're crying. You're not in victory yet. but You know you keep praying in that language from another world. You're praying prayers that your mind don't even know how to compute. You're dealing with things in the realm of the spirit by prayers from God himself. And pretty soon them tears start getting away. And a holy, righteous indignation yeah. begins to rise up on the inside of you. Come on, sir. Yeah. And then you go finish out the rest of your crying. <laughs> you cry yourself to sleep. Yeah. Then you get up in the morning and start all over. Yeah. You start from a mindset of defeat. Because you don't know how long it's going to last. Like David don't know how long God's going to let his enemies chase him. Yeah. God, David's got his wife and his kids running from the enemy. I don't know how long, but yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yeah, I'm running from you right now, devil. You know why? Because God ain't assigned me to turn around and face you. Right now, I'm exercising a strategy. Fight when God says fight. Come on, somebody. War when God says war. Sometimes God said, I don't want you to war right now. I need you to be like Jehoshaphat and just worship. There are times when worship is your war. And there are times when God says prophecy is your war. That realm requires the operation of different tools. There are times when God says confession of my word is going to be what you war with right now. See, you don't know how to go through that realm and win. There are times when God says just lift up your hand. But God, Lord, I need you to, I, I need you to be obedient. God could do more with Moses with his hands raised than Moses with a sword in his hand. God said, don't you understand? I'm trying to give you heavenly currency. Mm. Moses' currency was, put your hand up, boy. Son, put your hand up. But what's that going to do? It's going to cause the blood to run down, to drain down your, 
your arm a little faster and your heart can work a little harder. Put your arm up. I'm going to translate it. I'm going to translate your obedience into a weapon of righteousness. Because when in right doing, we obey the Lord. It was counted unto Abraham as righteousness because he obeyed the Lord. But when from a position of rebellion, you're trying to get the reward of righteousness, it won't work for you. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. But back up before that. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Jesus, who walk not after the, but after the Spirit. There's no condemnation, no judgment, no death, no damnation against those who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's what canceled out the other law. And until you learn to walk after the Spirit, those other laws will be activated against you. The law of sin and death will beat your mind. It will beat your flesh. It will have you sick and dying. And you better get up if it's the last thing you can say. By the Spirit of the living God, my body may be going through, and I may bear in my body the marks of serving Jesus. But I need to let you know, there's a law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus that's making my living body alive. If that's all you can say, say that. See, that realm requires more hearing and more submitting. See, no, 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 no. But my daughter expects more things to continue being done by grace of her parents while she evades her responsibility as an adult. I'm sorry, baby, you're 18. You can go to war now. You, you, you can go sign up for the military now. I'm sorry, baby. Things have changed. You can drive. You can drive a weapon without being on mom and daddy. You don't need a temporary permit. You can. You can, that, that that car that that's eight eight thousand pound weapon that travels at, at thirty miles an hour and eighty miles an hour and it's got one hundred and twenty. You're able to drive a, a legalized weapon right now on the road. Can you hear me? And so now you need to understand that the grace that was there for you to operate under our authority, that grace has transitioned for you to operate in authority. It's still the same grace. It's just the grace transitioned with you. You don't expect from an adult, you don't expect from an adult the language and the behavior of a child. You don't expect from a child the language and behavior of an adult. So there's a grace for a child that's not there for an adult. But baby, there's a grace for an adult that's not there for a child. When we want to step out of the country, we don't need anybody's approval to go to Mexico and stay in Los Cabos. Get out on the beach. Sing one of them old songs. On a blanket with my baby is where I'll be under the boardwalk in Cancun on the boardwalk. Yeah, we're going to go on a vacation. You know why? We don't need parents of permission. We don't need help getting through the airport. 
We don't need help. We don't need anyone's signature to get on an airplane. God is, you're having to use somewhere, someone else's anointing to get where you ought to be able to go on your own right now. Come on, sir. That's good, Apostle. Because you didn't pass the last level. Uh, you keep broken your driving test. And God is ready for you to drive on through that realm. Come on up into that realm. Step into your place without apology. Stop giving the language to those who don't appreciate the offering that God is pouring out through you. That's good. Are y'all getting anything? Amen. We just talking tonight? <laughs> Trying to get you ready for tomorrow? My God, my God. Now notice this. We looked at this word level. Hold, hold that time thing up for me so I can see. I can do this in 10 minutes. What? 10 minutes. 10 feet tall, bazooka proof, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we can do this in 10 minutes, right? For better it is, said of thee, come up here, than you should be put in the presence, lower in the presence of a prince, whom thine eyes have seen. So in other words, stop trying to take the high place. Let them tell you, come on up and rank. That's why, let me, let me, let me, let me give you this principle here when we talk about rank right here. Revelatory authority. Someone say revelatory authority. Revelatory authority. Now say revelatory honor. Honor. Most of us fail the honor test. Right. But yet we claim we're being discipled. That's good. That's good. Teach. Revelatory honor means God will allow you to know. God will allow you to know. Primary mentors, primary disciplers. Some folk don't know that. My kids don't know who, when my kids were in, uh, in grade school, they didn't know who primary mentors were, right. right? So we had to teach them stranger danger. We had that little purple dinosaur name, what was his name? Barney. Because <laughs> we were trying to teach them, you don't give everyone honor. Right. Don't just do what everyone says. Yeah. Mom and dad gave you instructions on who to honor, who to say yes to, and who to say no. Or you might say yes to someone you're supposed to say no to. Mm and end up in the back of a van. Wow. How many believers now are in the back of a situation because they didn't understand uh, who to give honor to? Oh and then you end up prostituted by a system that didn't care about you. Hey. You ended up propping up somebody's ego and carrying their briefcase. Oh. Trying to get an anointing that God was wanting to give you the whole time. Uh, that's it. You have an anointing from the Holy Ghost. They're not the only ones anointed. Preach. There's some folk more anointed than me. I'm not stupid. And there are others that God has graced me with more anointing from. That doesn't mean I have more authority because I have more anointing. Right, Jesus. It doesn't matter how good you sing. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to be up. Amen. That's good. God has processes and principles. And most of us would not be in violation or disqualified if we understood the principles that accompany our process and our calling. That's good. So there's revelatory honor. God will show you. Bring honor here. And it's not, some people are trying to pay their way to honor. 
prophesied to 100 miles an hour, yep. and if you give yep. the right amount of money, you'll get a prophecy. Yep. Yep. That's prostituting the anointing, yep. prostituting right. the office, and prostituting the glory of Almighty God. In the name of honor. Yeah. That's not revelatory honor. That's right. <laughs> After this I looked, behold, a door was open where? In heaven. And then there's a voice that I heard as if it were a trumpet talking with me. Come up here and I will show you things to come. How many of you would like to be qualified to see things to come? Amen. He saw some good things and he saw some bad things. Mm -hmm. If God showed some of you some of the stuff ahead, some of the bad stuff... You'd freak smooth out and turn around and go the opposite direction. Go, I ain't doing that, God. And that's why God don't tell you some of the bad yeah. stuff. Because it takes maturity. Yeah. Let me tell you what they told Paul from Jump Street. Paul, the man who wears this girdle, is going to go through many yeah. things and suffer and be bound. Paul said, what are you talking about? I'm ready to die for the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only be bound and beaten, don't you realize I'm in this? I'm all in. Come on. Is anybody under the sound of my voice all in? Is anybody all in? Would you say amen? amen. Yes, sir. I know when you, I can talk to you five minutes and know whether you're all in or not. Come on, sir. Yeah. Come on. Come about to read you like a book. Let's have a five minute. I know questions to ask. We're about to read you doctrinally. Come on, read you principally. Read you spiritually. We're about to know where you're at. And this is going to happen in five minutes. It's probably going to happen in three. Come on, sir. All it takes is one question. If you can't respond at the right level, I know you're visiting that level. You ain't been there to stay. Come on, sir. You're just a visitor. Get your coat on the way out. All right. Don't try to bring me a borrowed language and tell me that you've been there to master nothing. Come on, sir. You can't master nothing with no borrowed language. That's so good. Uh, so good. Stay in the harness. Put that time thing back up. I need to see it. All right. A door in heaven was open. God took him in the spirit realm, another dimension. What was the first word that we put up? Somebody say it out loud. What was the first word we started with? Level. level. So now we look at the different levels. He went up to another level, another dimension. It opened up to him. Sphere. And God told the disciples, they were kind of tripping out. And they're like, man, you knew that uh, behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile, Nathaniel. Ooh, and Jesus is like, you marveling over this? Right. Don't you know from the day forward you're going to see the heavens open, angels of God are going up and down? Whoa, do you know that you're made to operate in dimensions? I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, operate out of another dimension. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men, how many of you see visions in this room? How many of you feel like you're a young man? Your young men, all right, so the Bible says your young men will see Visions. I keep saying, where are the young men that see visions? Yeah. Hallelujah. Why aren't you seeing no visions? Or maybe you didn't qualify for the realm of visions. Can I help get you qualified for the realm of visions? Can I help get you qualified for the realm of dreams? Old men shall dream dreams. I go to church and go, where are the young men that see visions? God said in the last days, I'll pour up my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will operate by the spirit. Where are they? Yeah, yeah. You walked in here today to be entertained? Or did you walk into a realm and a dimension that God said, dominate? Yes, sir. Teach. Ooh, Stay good. So spheres, realms, domains, where anything prevails or occurs, even a realm of dreams, special providence, a field of something, a realm of physics, a realm of political science, a royal domain. So that's sphere. Then we've got dimension, <coughs> property, space, extension. Watch this. Property, space, 
Time-space, continuums, dimensions. How many of you are born of the Spirit? How many of you are a new creation in Christ Jesus? You're born in another dimension. So why do we spend our times talking so carnal? If I'm born from another world, that ought to be the language that I carry. I need to see through that dimension to deal with this one right. This one will fool you. But Jesus, the Bible says about Jesus, he won't go by what he sees with his eyes in this dimension. Because this dimension of sight will fool you. Come on, sir. It'll make you think you got something that you don't. Right, right. And it says about Jesus in Isaiah, he won't even go by what he hears with his ears. Because this dimension of hearing in the natural will fool you. It'll trick you. People will make you think they got something. It's natural charisma. It's not something born out of the realm of the Spirit of Almighty God. That's right. Don't, hey, listen. I can't take your personality in the spirit realm and deal with principalities and power. You better give me something that makes me stand according to the measure of my call. I'm not called to everybody. Come on, somebody. Everybody can't train David. Everybody can't train David. David needs Samuel. David don't need an evangelist. He needs a master prophet. He needs somebody. He needs an apostolic gift that's walked through those realms, navigated them, and that God responds to. How many of you are born of the Spirit? Jesus, the Bible said, he didn't go by what he hears with his ears. He said the Spirit of God was going to make him a living understanding. Quick and alive. Is your understanding alive? Stand to your feet. Is your understanding alive tonight? The Bible says the Word of God, the Spirit, would make Jesus of living understanding. He's not going by what he sees with his eyes, what he hears with his ears. But the Spirit of God is going to make his hearing alive. And he's going to receive that six-fold operation of the Spirit, of wisdom and revelation, of the fear of the Lord. Listen, listen, listen. There are some realms I don't want to be out there in without the Spirit. I don't know how to get through that realm. My best friend does. All right. Come on, you sang the song, I am a friend of God. Right, 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 right. Your friend knows how to get through that realm. That friend, that friend knows how to navigate your calling. That friend, that friend knows who your enemies are before they ever show up on your front doorstep. But let me tell you something. God who made God made your enemy. But he also made your pathway to victory. And it's through a cross. And the cross always means die. Say that. It always means die. Mm-hmm. What if your test was always about idolatry? Mm-hmm. Come on, Come on. What if that was your test? Because yeah. mm-hmm. David had to learn how to go through yeah. the war God's way and not his own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In idolatry, I go through the test in the war my way. In submission to Christ and his spirit, I go through the test and I go through the war his way. And sometimes he says, stand down, baby. And other times he says, stand up. Other times he'll say, lay down. And other times he'll say, sing. And other times he'll say, be still. There's nothing that you see today that I haven't already seen in advance. Are y'all still with me tonight? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, how many of you still like me? It's all right. Amen. All right. And so since we're done tonight, uh, and the only thing I want you to really take home, because tomorrow, since this is, all this is is the entrance. This is it. This is it. It just said we're multidimensionally positioned by God through Christ. Are you multidimensionally positioned? You occupy a place in the natural and in the spirit. You're multidimensionally positioned by God through Christ. We engage spheres and transcend human levels. Don't stay stuck on human levels. And we're cross-dimensional in function and in our material existence. We're cross-dimensional. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. So I'm a new creation. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you for the grace to see, the grace to hear, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the grace to see by your spirit, hear by your spirit, war by your spirit, worship by your spirit. For the hour has come in and now is when the true worshipers of God. Father, we worship you in spirit and in truth. We love you. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Let me declare, Father God, whatever level each of us is at, I believe you're opened a doorway to step up into the next place. And to not be afraid of that place. But you rather approach it like David. What's God going to do next? Amen. Amen. Lord, what are you going to do next? An excitement. A wonder. Lord, what are you going to do next? And then when God does something really big, the adversary comes out of that realm and says, Ooh, I see you moving in this space. And he tries to take you out with weapons of words. And you go back and say, No, thank you, Father. You called me to this. And you're going to learn to ignore what you used to pay too much attention to. Hallelujah. 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 How much did Jesus in that physical body? He knew the thoughts of everybody. How much did he have to ignore to finish his mission? You have to learn to ignore what people think about you. That's so good. That's good, Apostle. You're going to have to learn to ignore how people feel about you. Yeah. You're going to have to learn to ignore how you feel about yourself. Preach. Preach. Yes. You can only disqualify yourself so many times. Mm -hmm. Just accept it. You were disqualified a long time ago. Come on. (laughs) How many of you can accept that? In fact, God disqualified you a long time ago. You were born disqualified. Conceived in sin, shaped in the view. You were born disqualified, okay? And God didn't go through so much to qualify you, only to look for reasons to disqualify you. He's saying, come on, meet the terms of your transition. That's That's what the test is. It was a test. But like Job, are you ready to come through? Like pure dog. Poor Job. His wife said, just cuss God and die and get over with. And Job was like, no, this is a test. It's just a test. Go on and pass your test. Make 
What makes Papa proud <coughs> is that you can't pass the test and win it on your own. Hallelujah. Yeah. The test is, Holy Spirit, show me how to get through this. Yes. Your way. <coughs> I don't want to interpret it on my own. I don't want to trust these eyes and these ears. Yeah. If you didn't trust it and you were God in the flesh, <coughs> I don't want to trust it either. I want to move by the Spirit now. Yeah. And if you give the Holy Spirit first place, he will lead you. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Amen. <coughs> he will lead you. So let's pray a simple prayer. Father, we want to say thank you for anointing our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and to walk according to the measure of the calling of God in Christ that you envisioned from the foundation of the world. You saw a day when we would walk together, Lord. You lead me and me follow. And Lord, we just thank you for that, that you could not imagine an eternity without us walking with you in it. And your answer to us is yes. Oh, Lord God, there's responsibility now with that realm. And we're not running away from it because it's part of our calling. We say yes in Jesus' name. We say yes. How many of you would like to hear more from today forward, see more from today forward, and operate in that place from today forward in a greater capacity than ever before? If you just bow your head and close your eyes for a second. I want you to understand something. Apostle Paul was given clear instruction for the realm that he was called to navigate and operate in. Clear instruction the whole way through his life. No matter what he went through, he made his way back to Holy Spirit leadership. My prayer now is that you would say, Lord, bring me to Holy Spirit leadership in Jesus' name. And if you have the grace to ask God to give you that right now as your gift from him, the grace to move into Holy Spirit directed leadership. As many as are led by the Spirit Spirit. of God are the sons of God. When you don't learn to be led by the Spirit, you're denying the operation of your sonship. That's how it works. The adversary is always after your ability to walk in the spirit and follow the mind of God. That's what he's after. Because he wants to disqualify your sonship in the spirit and keep you flesh grounded. But we will no longer be flesh grounded in the name of Jesus. Come on, give God a praise. No longer flesh grounded to the glory of Almighty God. So I just prophesy, no longer flesh grounded. In Jesus' name. Jesus. You'll come out tomorrow. I'll give you, well, show you how it really works. Can you hear me? Yes. All this was was the hors d'oeuvre. Well, all right. You better come on out tomorrow and Sunday for the main, main dish. Amen. The entree. Come on, let's give him a hand clap. Come on now, let's give Jesus a hand clap. Come on, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give about a come on. Let's give God a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word. Thank you for what you said. Come on, thank you that my spirit is growing. 
Thank you that my mind is is understanding. Thank you that I'm going further than I've ever been before. Thank you, Lord. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. How many of y'all blessed tonight? All right. Amen. Let's get ourselves together for the morning. And uh, I know, listen, anything, be here. Be here. If you can do anything, be here. Amen. I know God has something mighty this this weekend uh, for us to to grasp hold of and and go into. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray. Uh, I want you to prepare a seed. I I believe in sowing into what sows into me. And so I want you to prepare something. If, If it really sows into you, hear God. And see what he wants to sow. But, but I believe sowing into what sows into me. Amen. And so I want to ask you to sow into what sowed into you tonight. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to pray for that. And I'm going to pray us out. And uh, as we, uh, we're going to take a minute and receive that. Uh, but let, let, let's pray into what we heard tonight. And we're going to pray for our offering as you get the offering bucket. Amen? Amen. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for every soul that has come. Lord, we just pray that every word that was heard tonight is sticks. And as we go, God, it confirms, it reaffirms, it's reestablished in our minds and our hearts. Like you said, we're going to press play until we get it, until we own it. We're going to press play. We're going to own this this time. And we thank you, Lord, for what you have spoken. We honor you tonight. We thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, if you love him, can you say amen? amen. If you have, if you need an offering, just uh, lift your hand. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all. I'm excited. How many of you know God been doing, I've been hearing different testimonies. God's been doing mighty things in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you.